Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Buster Show and the first ever Buster Show with somebody inside of the bubble. Today, we're very lucky to have Troy Brown Jr. of the Washington Wizards in on the podcast. Troy, how are you? What's up, my guy? How are you doing? Doing good, man. So how is it? First impressions, you've been in for like three days? Yeah, well, it's been like five now, but I mean, honestly, for me personally, it's not that bad. Like, I mean, a lot of the conditions and stuff like that aren't that bad. We all have our own rooms. The food is pretty good. Um, I would say the only inconvenient thing is obviously we get tested every day. But other than that, like, everything else is pretty smooth. So. Do you guys get to ride any of the rides? They uh, they do have slot times for us to go ride the rides. Yeah, they do. Yeah. You're going to reserve it, though. I probably will uh, sometimes, too. And I, uh, later today, me and a couple of my teammates are about to go play, like, uh, they have like these big like board games and stuff outside. Like they have like cornhole and like connect four and ping pong. So we gonna go out there and mess around a little bit. Today's our off day, so That's like summer camp. <laughs> uh, something like that, like a big AAU tournament. Right. <laughs> do you get those? Like, do you miss AAU at all? Um, from a sense of it being like just basketball and like the little goofy stuff that you like. You know, when you get older, like you don't appreciate the stuff that you had back then like you think like oh I can't wait to be older but I definitely like AAU was was super fun for me and it's definitely really funny obviously you're super early on in your career but seeing the difference in what some of the rookies are saying about the bubble and what some of the veterans are saying (laughs) we're like you know I saw John Morant talking about how like he's happy like he's not used to the luxury but obviously the veterans who have been you know in it for 10 years um yeah for sure but it's it's good to hear that you're you're enjoying it yeah yeah I want to ask and I I have to ask every player this now and I'm curious if you've ever even thought about it okay anything about basketball cards like the sense of like you know like signing them and stuff like that like that we talking about um, yeah, just because, like, you know, like, a lot of us have, like, the Panini deal, so we have to sign the cards and we ship them back and stuff like that, but from the, like, value standpoint of it or, like, trading and selling them, nah, I have no idea how that works. So, it's, it's a pretty wild industry, and I think that all, so, like, essentially, have, you've never obviously looked at your own value on eBay before. Mm-mm. Unless somebody like has tagged me in like something on, like Instagram or something, I've never like looked up a Troy Brown like card. So essentially, and I got one here. We're gonna give it away to somebody who's watching. <laughs> but um, so I'll, I'll I'll break that at the end. But um, essentially, it's like your own stock. Like mm-hmm. you IPO'd as a player the second you got into the league, and right. depending on how you play your stock value goes up on like mm-hmm. your rookie cards are the most most right. important thing and literally the difference in one game so like let's say you bought um a hundred of your own rookie cards okay and you went out you bought a hundred for let's say ten dollars each right so you spent like a thousand bucks on them and you go out and you put up 35 the value is going to triple quadruple you just made thousands of dollars sure. yeah so i have i think that you should invest in your own sports cards that's actually i mean honestly it, that's actually really smart if you really think about it from the standpoint you just put it in like especially if you believe in yourself as a player like 
I feel like that's actually a really good idea. I've never, nobody's ever brought that to my attention before. And it, it's pretty crazy too, because all it takes is like, if you started posting about your own cards, the yeah. value would go up because no, right. no players, nobody does that yet. Yeah. You have Zion cards that are selling for a hundred thousand dollars for a piece of plastic. Well, I think like for the most part, like it's more about like the, the gross value of it. And like, so a lot of us, like we sign deals with those cards. So like, it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, like find it and I got a flat rate, but I'm not going to get whatever they make for it. So like you said, it would be one of those things where like you would have to buy those like $10 cards mm-hmm. and then like sell them like that. Like you would have to re- basically like rebuy your own cards and then sell mm-hmm. them. Yeah. So, yeah. Crazy. Do you, how many do you have to sign each year? It's different, like based off of like each player, obviously each player gets paid more, like signs more, just depending on like me compared to like Zion. Like obviously he would probably get more cars he has to sign or like get paid more. And so like, depending on your platform and like how much like publicity and like how good you play, like that just depends on how much you get paid and how many cards you sign. But like for me, I would probably say somewhere around like, like, 10 to 12,000 cards like throughout the year throughout the season that's a lot of cards yeah yeah that's but you gotta think it's through like six months so like they're sending like one box each month with like 3,000 in them so like it doesn't seem like it's that much until it adds up that's crazy yeah yeah so um yeah i i do think though that it's like um it's an alternate investment class and i'll just say for somebody watching, you have to follow myself and Troy on Instagram, and I'm going to ship this to you. It's a Revolution rookie card, so it's obviously your rookie. I don't know how well you can see it, but um, yeah, so that's that. So everybody look out for that. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, but what else is going on in your world, man? How do you feel about, um, how do you feel about kind of the, the Wizards going into this? I mean, for us, like, I just feel like like we're in one of those situations where for us we can definitely make a lot of noise based off of where we're at like we're a knife seed and we just have to get within four games of the team in eighth or seventh in order to get a chance at making the playoffs like you know so I mean we're only six games behind Orlando and six games behind Brooklyn and so I feel like it's definitely a great opportunity for us we got a lot of young guys like a lot of players like our average age on our team is like 22 like and that's very like you know that's very rare to see like especially like in today's league like a whole team full of young players so like I mean I just think it's a great opportunity for all of us to just go out there and play and have fun and you know try to you know make the most out of our opportunity so and I think another opportunity about it too is like and I just base this on ESPN broadcasting cornhole and it doing really well (laughs) the nba like the whole world is going to be watching on a totally different level so like for everybody it's just Mm -hmm. it's it's an even crazier elevated platform so like an opportunity from that standpoint as well just like personally even Mm -hmm. it's super exciting no Uh, that's facts yeah how how do most of the guys feel especially some of like the the older dudes the veterans on your squad are they also excited about it Oh, yeah, I feel like everybody in our situation is just trying to make the most of it. You know, like we have to be here for a minimum six weeks. Like, why come waste six weeks? Like, you know, like we might as well try to get the most of this and, you know, go out there and like, you know, bust our tails to try to make the playoffs. Makes sense. 
Yeah, it's going to be really exciting. So I, I've heard a little bit of the layout, but it's a few teams per hotel. Yeah, yeah. So I think there's like four teams per hotel. So they're like the uh, certain amount of hotels and stuff like that. But yeah. And then the um, the food. <laughs> the first day, um, my timeline was popping, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, with that whole situation, it was more so like, for me personally, my food wasn't bad. I don't know where everybody got the whole correlation stuff, like how it works at each hotel and stuff like that. But the food we got over here was pretty good. Uh, from a majority of like standpoint of like the stuff I saw, people were showing like their cold trays. Like you get a cold tray before you get your hot food. Like, you know, so there's just like a tray of like salads and like fresh fruit and all that. And then after we get a plate with like chicken, like spaghetti, like salmon, like a lot of different options on it. So when I saw that, I was just kind of like, ah, I don't know if that was fair or not. But, you know, certain guys show different ways about it. But for me, it wasn't that big of a deal. So how do you pay attention to NBA Twitter? Uh, not very much. I mean, if it pops up on my timeline, I might look at it, but like from a, like keeping up and like updated standpoint, not really. People are comparing it to fire festival. <laughs> ah, whoa, no way. I have not heard anybody say that. I think one of the misconceptions was that, um, in the first story that went around, it was just the appetizers for a meal. It wasn't the yeah. whole meal. But at the same time, like I personally, I like airplane food. Give, granted, granted, I'm not a professional athlete. Right. I, I, I do think it's interesting, but, um, but no, I'm, I'm glad to hear that things are going a little bit. Yeah. Better. It, it, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. I promise you, especially because like the first day that we're in quarantine, like the first 48 hours we're here we're in quarantine, so they have to bring us our food. We don't get to pick what we want to eat, you know. So. <laughs> so yeah um i want to talk your your whole nba you know as your whole nba career for a second do you mm -hmm. have a favorite moment so far as far as playing or somebody you got to play against or a bucket you scored or somebody you played in front of um i mean for me personally my favorite like moment of my career was uh we played detroit at home like first game of the season i had just got back i had a uh, strained my calf so I missed like the first games of the first four games of the season and then um I ended up having like a double double that game we ended up winning but like the biggest part for me was like that was like my parents were there they were sitting courtside and I had like a really good game you know and everybody I feel like that's everybody's dream like especially as a kid like growing up like you always want to play in front of your parents and like do good so, like that was definitely like a really special moment for me like, bro, imagine if you told, like, your 14-year-old self that your parents were going to be sitting courtside right. at an NBA game and you were right. going to top a double-double? Are you yeah. kidding? Like, that's the no. craziest thing ever. For sure. And it's only crazy until, like, after. Like, when you're in the moment, you never think about it. Like, you're just doing what you do. Like, you're just playing a sport you love. And then after you take it in, you'll be like, wow, like, that's kind of surreal. Like, I dreamed about this and now it's happening. Like, so, so yeah. What would your parents say about it? They were just happy for me. Uh, they were they were pissed off. I got them uh, courtside seats. First of all, I was so confused. Like, but it was like in like a good way. Like they were kind of like, we don't want you spending that much money on us to stay courtside. Like you know, like so it was definitely from a caring 
like standpoint, but like as their son, like you know, like I want to like spoil them and like of course. say thank you for everything they've done for me. So, but yeah, it was after that they were like, yeah, no more, no more safe course side. Like we like sitting in the regular seats, so we're fine with that. And I was just like, all right, well, at least like you can never say you never sat course side. So yeah. you have awesome parents to, for that <laughs> response. Yeah, yeah. Um, what what else do you like to do in in some of your free time? I mean, obviously. I can tell just based on your t-shirt that you like hip-hop um yeah <laughs> can you call your favorite artist yeah yeah my favorite artist yeah where where did that where did you first discover him um the first time i ever heard a j cole song was uh i heard his song uh, lost ones and it was about like the song was pretty much about like you know like a girl like getting pregnant and like them trying to decide if they were going to keep the baby and stuff like that and it was just so deep of a song like and I was so young that I had never heard anybody like talk about stuff like that like you know like back then they had like Tupac and like Nas and like Jay-Z and they would always talk about like whatever was going on but like J. Cole was the first rapper I heard do that from my age type of standpoint like you know so that was really dope for me but um but yeah that's awesome have you met J. Cole yet? Uh no, I never met J. Cole. Nah, nah. Well, I'm sure that'll happen soon. He's a big NBA fan. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, um, he always like keeps up with the NBA and stuff. So yeah, no, I'm I'm personally a, a big Knicks fan. Obviously, they're not. Well, yeah, we we talked about this in Vegas, and I was like, oh my goodness, I was yeah. like, not enough not, the Knicks fan. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to be uh, joining you guys in Orlando, unfortunately. <laughs> 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 yeah, they might have their own bubble going on though. I, I don't know how what kind they, of truth is to that, but bubble of like winning is on the outside of the bubble, <laughs> and the Knicks are on the inside of the bubble. Free agents are on the outside of the bubble. The Knicks are on the inside of the bubble. Hey, I I don't want no parts in that conversation. I don't want no smoke from no New York fans. So, <laughs> no. um, <laughs> but what what else when you're back home? During the mm-hmm. off season, yeah. what what is like an ideal day uh, for Troy Brown? Uh, for me, um, I love being with my dog. Like me and my dog are with each other twenty four seven. That's why I, this is like kind of weird not having him around. But um, I usually usually I wake up, obviously go work out and stuff like that. But then after that, you know, I usually find stuff to do with like my family. Um, if I'm not doing that, like, obviously, like, I love playing video games. I just started a YouTube channel uh, that I'm starting to do, like, a whole bunch of stuff on. And so, I don't know. Like, whatever my heart desires at that moment, that's what I'm going to go do. And so, I've just been kind of trying to step out of my comfort zone a little bit and kind of expanding. So, so yeah. Are you doing Twitch, too? Uh, yeah, I'm actually doing Twitch tonight. Uh, I'm about to be playing uh, with one of my teammates, Admiral Schofield. And so, we're going to get on there tonight. So. What's, what's your Twitch username so people can check it out? Uh, my Twitch username is Troy Brown Junior Six. Amazing! So, yeah. I'm check it out. Twitch, um, either this week or next week. Do you play 2K? Okay, I assume. Um, I play. Okay, I play 2K and I play Call of Duty. But I'm I just started playing 2K again. So like you know they there's a lot of updates. So I'm getting used to it. And so yeah, I'm trying to. I'm not an excuse. <laughs> no, I mean I'm good. Like I'm not trash, but at the same time, like when the game first came out, I was playing it like every day. Yeah. Like so, yeah. like I was like I knew all the moves and like all the stuff. Like I was green and everything. And now that's not that's not the case right now. Well, sure. we gotta we gotta play one night then. I'm I'm pretty I bet, especially if I play as the Knicks. <laughs> but I no, do. we definitely gotta play. Um, who do you, what's your go-to team 
I don't really have a go-to team. I usually kind of wait to see who the other person is going to pick, and then I try to pick a team, like, of, like, equal, like, quality so it's, like, a good game or, like, so it's competitive. So, yeah. If you're playing as the Wizards, do you ever sub yourself out or never? Not really. I don't ever sub myself <laughs> out. No, no I'm mean, to be honest, I don't. No way. Do you know what the most points you've scored with yourself is? Because if, if I was you, I would make sure that I had a – that I beat Will Chamberlain's record. Well, like, it's different because if I'm playing, like, competitively, like, that's not possible. Like, you know, like, just based on how, how 2K is, like, um, but the most points I think I ever scored with myself, like, on 2K playing with the Wizards, probably, like, like 35, like, something like that. Like, nothing super crazy. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fun, though. Yeah, um, yeah man, that's – it's what, – what, what would your best advice be for kind of, like – the young hooper right now who's mm-hmm. who wants to take not not go to the nba right. but like who wants to take their game to the next level aka yeah. me <laughs> the next i've been seeing your videos i've been seeing them they solid i they solid hey man you're you're the silent majority there <laughs> um but uh but but what what would your best advice be to somebody like myself who like has a hoop in their backyard um right. like plays but wants to get better um well, I would just say like from a like telling somebody like advice standpoint is just like take every workout like as serious as you would like as if it was a job interview like you know like as if somebody's watching you because I feel like that like maintains like a certain type of like focus and a certain type of like repetition and you're like more locked in but from a like life standpoint and learning and like being in the league uh, my biggest advice would just keep it fun like always remember it's just basketball and that like this is the sport that you love and don't make don't be too hard on yourself that would be the biggest thing because once you stop having fun you're not going to enjoy it anymore it's not going to bring you the same happiness that it did before so are you able to maintain that at the nba level yeah, for sure. I mean, I would definitely say my rookie year was harder because, you know, like you're coming in the league and you're trying to make a name for yourself. Um, the opportunities aren't as big as they are when, when you have like more years in the league and stuff like that. But um, I feel like now for me, I'm able to kind of, you know, like separate the two. I'm able to lock in between the lines and still have fun. But then when I step outside of the lines, like, you know, like my job is done. Like I know I gave 110 while I was on the court. So. Yeah. That's, that's, that's great advice. Um, and I, I think, uh, cause a lot of, a lot of young kids like to listen to this podcast and obviously you mm-hmm. know, follow all of us across social media. Um, what would your best, cause you're a super smart guy. What would your best business advice be for somebody, you know, just like who, cause obviously you made yeah. a bunch of money really quick. And then yeah. for somebody who, is like building their business. I think mm-hmm. you know, your experiences and failures and trials and errors, whatever, will right. cross over super well to for for especially you know some of the younger people or people you know closer to our ages. Um, <clears throat> what would your best advice be for somebody who has just gotten a little bit of success mm. and now is in the free world? Well, I mean, I would it. It kind of depends on like who like directly I'm talking to. Like if I'm talking to like a rookie that just got an NBA, like the first thing I would say is 
the money you see on that contract isn't what you're getting. Like, you know, like that's not like if it says $3 million, like, like 40% of that is gone from taxes, like immediately. Yeah. So like, you feel me? Like, so you don't like estimate your spendings at $3 million because that's not what it is. Like, that would be the first thing I would say to like a rookie, but to any other regular person, I would just say, don't get caught up in all like the designer and expensive stuff until like you can know that you're secure and like know that if all that goes away, you still have like assets and like stuff and like stocks and like you have enough savings to where you're, like you'll be okay, you know? Cause like, I feel like a lot of our world, like even though some people can't afford it, I feel like a lot of like our generation, like priorities is like backwards. Like they'll rather go buy like Gucci shoes and stuff like that rather than save money. And until you're ready to be in that position to where you can just spend that and know you're secure, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't go waste that money. So yeah, and I, I think kind of the essence of a lot of that was don't buy things that depreciate in value. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure, for sure. AKA buy sports cards. I'm just kidding, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, it's crazy. It's like I see people that will buy like. You know, let's say somebody buys like a Ferrari, bro. It's worth like two thirds the second they drive it off the lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, I, and my thing is like now, like being in the league and like having money. My thing is like there's nothing wrong with that, as long as you're handling business. Like if you know, like you have a certain amount, like you just put all this money in stocks and you just put all this money in your savings. Like if you have like enough money to where like you can do that and still be cool, like. I don't know if I would do that, but if that's what you want to do and that makes you happy, like at, at some point there has to be a balance. Like, you know, like if you want to save, like you shouldn't be afraid to splurge on yourself as long as you know that, you know, you're handling business. So. Yeah. AKA be smart. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> what would you, uh, what would you tell yourself in general? Is there any piece of advice that you would give yourself when you're, you know, draft night? Man. Um, I don't know. I guess I would just tell myself, like, to calm down. Like, you know, like, draft night, like, you're, like, mind is, like, racing, you know? And I was just, like, I knew that everything was going to be okay. Like, I knew I was going to get drafted, like, in my head just based off of the work I put in. But, like, just leading up to that moment, it was so, like, stressful because I just wanted to hear my name called so bad. But at the end of the day, I would just tell myself, like, just chill out, bro. Like, it's going to happen. Just wait your time, so. Bro, I can't even imagine. I know, like, the stress that I had in, like, school before a presentation (laughs) was like yeah Yeah. there was there was this one class that I had where it was honestly the worst thing ever but they had a a wheel where they put Mm. all the names and this was in high school oh um in a language class and no they put the wheel on I'll I'll tell you a really fun story really quick this is (laughs) my greatest life moment I have never like and nothing will ever be better. I can do anything in my life and nothing right. will top how good I felt after this moment. Spanish class, midterms. There, she spins the wheel. I am totally unprepared. Like oh God. I, did a pres- I had a presentation, good to go. I thought yeah. I knew what I was doing, but you had to use like these five conjugations. Oh and, yeah. Um, and I, I, I thought I knew them. I thought Wait, I knew- what language did you take? What language did you take? Spanish. I remember. Okay, all right, yep. But um, you had to use these five conjugations. I thought I'd memorize them. I'm going through. She spins. It goes on me. Damn it. Could have used it a day because they were only doing a couple kids a day. Right. I get up there and 
uh, I go through it, I think it's going really well. Like super enthusiastic, like right. good presentation. I get to the end and it's entirely graded on how many of like the five to 10 conjugation you used. She's like, okay. so in front of the whole class, so you used none of them. And I'm just like, oh, oh. <laughs> and then she's like, but I'm going to give you a chance right now to use mm -hmm. them in a sentence in front of the whole class. And I had no, right. I swear on everything. I don't know who you guessed. guessed. I, I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know Yo, how. I need some film of this. I need some film. There's no way. I have witnesses, but I don't know how this happened. I got them. The class starts applauding. <laughs> and I'm like high-fiving people on the way back to my seat. And she's like, well done. Uh, there's no way. Spanish was super hard for me in high school. I didn't like, I obviously like, I still like got an A, but like, it was just one of those things. Like I really had to like concentrate. Like, yeah, Spanish was no joke. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Bro. The second that for me, the second I don't recommend this to anybody. Everybody should focus and do their work and do a lot better than I did. But the second I decided I wasn't going to college, it was. Yeah, I hear you. Um. <laughs> But that's definitely your your draft night story, um, <clears throat> in terms of in terms of telling yourself to calm down. I think that that just applies to people in general. It's like just the way that things move. It's like you don't like I. It's like I'm sure you don't even remember certain games. Like you know, it just it right. Just, you just move on right out of the next time out. Um, how strict is your diet? I, I'm I'm curious in terms of just like professional athletes diets in general because i think a lot of that should be applied to people in general um yeah. everyone should want to be healthier how strict is is your diet for me personally um especially like this year like i said like i learned so much my rookie year like you think you're doing enough to you like get to the nba and then you realize like okay like enough isn't enough like you know like i have to do more and so um, so like this summer, like after the whole quarantine thing happened, I went back to Vegas um, and I actually started doing like pescatarian diet um, mm. and just only like eating like seafood and like shrimp and stuff like that. And that's helped me a lot. Like I think my body fat percentage is like 6% now. So like it, it, yeah, it's definitely pretty strict. Um, obviously like we still eat candy and stuff like that, but like only when it's convenient or like only when like you deserve it. Like, you know, like, there's nothing wrong with like, celebrating you know and stuff like that but like at the end of the day it is your job to maintain your body and so i think um, a majority of us probably have pretty strict diets so did you notice any difference what were you doing before pescatarian um i was eating like red meat and like you know like chicken and stuff like that just a lot of protein and there, it was it wasn't like that bad for me for anything it was just i wanted my body fat percentage to be lower so i could be more explosive and be lighter so have you noticed a difference? Oh, for sure, hundred percent. Like I uh, last year, I used to play at like around like two twelve, like two ten, and then this year, like right now, I'm playing around like two oh six, two oh seven. So, so yeah, I definitely feel a lot lighter and a lot faster. Damn, that's interesting. Um, because and this is this this topic, I'm starting to integrate more because I want this show to be like mm -hmm. um, everything, right? So. 
you know, it because I just wanted to help as many people as possible. And I know a lot mm-hmm. of what you said is going to help a bunch of people by default. Right. Um, you know, but uh, whether they're investing in sports cards or, or not, um, <laughs> I'm just like, um, what, what would your best relationship advice be for, mm. for young guys? Best relationship advice. Hmm. Oof, that's tough. You gonna put me on a spot like that? Put you on a spot like Damn. that. Yeah. Um. I I mean, for me personally, I would just say at the end of the day, like when you when you're in a relationship and when you're dealing with somebody else, I would just say always making sure that person like has reassurance. Like you know, like you can never tell a person like you love them too much, or like make sure that they know like you appreciate them or appreciate what they do. I feel like that goes a long way when it comes to like reassuring a person because when you do that, then like there's little stuff that you don't have to worry about. You know, like they hear you say it and you vocalize it enough to where like they're like, okay, I'm comfortable now, and then you can kind of be more you because they're not worried about what you're doing. You know, so so yeah, that's great advice. I th- I think that's yeah. that's super true. Um, yeah. Back to college for a second. Mm-hmm. What's gonna happen? But, Man. College sports. I have no idea because I even have like my own questions and stuff. I remember the question like arise, like they were asking, like, should the kids that didn't get to play in March Madness and finish their seasons get that year of eligibility back? And they were like, no. And then so it's the same thing, like coming up for the next season, it's like okay, well, those kids probably aren't going to be able to play their seasons. So it's like, do you give them that year of eligibility back? Because they're still going to have to go to school, like do online classes and stuff. So I don't know what they're going to do, to be honest with you. So we'll see. That's crazy, man. Because, I mean, March Madness has such a big impact on draft stock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Are there any young young hoopers that you're keeping an eye out that are like, that's the dude? Um, man. Um, I mean, I, I would definitely say Dacian Nix. Um, he's a, a, out of Vegas guy. He's from originally from Alaska, but he he's uh, from Vegas. Uh, but um, him, Brandon Boston. Obviously, everybody knows who Brandon Boston is from like a high school perspective. Uh, I've seen, like, Josh Christopher play in person. He's pretty good. Um, and, yeah, I mean, for some reason, I don't know why. For some reason, that's the only players I can, like, think of right now. Um, but, yeah, so. No, it's going to be super interesting. I'm I'm curious even um, how how the draft – I mean, we saw the NFL do their little online version, but I'm – Right. And be able to adapt a similar one to minimize – any risks but have you seen uh have you seen any lamello ball oh yeah i've, I've seen lamello yeah i've seen uh, when we were younger i i used to play against uh lonzo he was a little bit older than me but yeah we played against him and so it's actually funny like crazy like seeing them from when they were younger until now because like now they're like celebrities at like a certain point you know so question because i'm on ebay right now looking at troy brown cards what what do you think the most expensive Troy Brown card sold for? And it just sold, by the way, on June twenty first. Was the most expensive card probably like twenty five bucks, maybe 
Bro, $1,000. You're lying. No way. Troy, Troy Brown, rookie patch auto, gold, 10 of 10, PSA 10, sold for $1,008 with 20 bits, $40 shipping. There's no way. Uh, I'm what? This is for real. What? Somebody this dropped a crazy. G on, and it's not even the, the nicest rookie card of yours. The nicest rookie of yours would be the logo man, which is where they take the logo and put it on the card. And you probably signed it at some point. Yeah. But that was your stuff. Yeah. What's up? I said with the stitching on it, like the stitching yeah. like logo and stuff. Yeah. Dang, a rat. Another, another, um, your super fractor one of one sold mm -hmm. for 800. Um, wow. Bro. That's crazy. That is nuts. Four of five sold for 450. Um, but see, this is what I'm saying that like, okay, you sign those contracts to get like a flat fee for these cards. And like, so we're on contract. We probably would get in trouble for buying back our cards no, and then selling all. them. Not at all. I don't you, I mean check, but but <laughs> he said I, get the facts straight first. <laughs> yeah, get the facts straight first, because I don't I don't know. But I can't I, I feel like it would only promote it. Because the secondary market, which everybody buys them on eBay, by the way. Right. The secondary market would only help mm. more people more people want to go buy yeah because it's all randomized there was a big controversy with Giannis, by the way where he mm. uh, where he showed off his own cards and there mm. were some cards that he showed off that he shouldn't have had whoa that's crazy <laughs> it's crazy dang i didn't know that happened and when you get to like big money like that like yeah like a lebron one of one from this year's but that's what I'm saying. Like, if mine sold for a thousand, like I can only imagine what like LeBron's are selling for, like Giannis's are selling for. LeBron rookie just sold for a million dollars. That's nuts. That is crazy. You're like introducing me into like this whole world that like I didn't even know anything about. Bro, I'm gonna be texting you like. Hell, <laughs> up That is nuts. But at the same time, like if you see a dude in the summer. And he's like, he's going off. Yeah. Buys rookie cards. <laughs> that's crazy. But that's actually pretty funny because like you could really like invest like that. Like also I'm like, I knew you were gonna be good, so I went and bought your cards. Yeah, man. And now we're selling them for thousands the of dollars. Biggest, like, that's crazy. I'm the biggest believer in like investing in people in general. Like I look at mm -hmm. this podcast as an investment in a person. Like my guess. I'm investing in them as a person, as they yeah. continue to go on and do their thing. Like mm -hmm. there's this piece, yeah. IP or, or intellectual property and original content. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as far as investing in your friends, it couldn't be more straightforward than playing in the right. NBA and like having Bradley Beal, like having John Wall. Yeah, let's find out real quick. Yeah, no, that's not, that's crazy. Yeah, Bradley Beal just sold for thirteen grand. Sheesh. Like it's crazy. That's crazy. It's, That's it's nuts. crazy. But bro, yours, I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna have to invest now. But um but yeah, man. Are you gonna do anything else fun inside the bubble? I saw a lot of guys were going fishing. Um 
Well, I mean, I think right after I get done with this, I'm about to – so I'm doing a vlog right now. Um, so me and my teammates are about to go play, like, cornhole and ping pong and connect four and stuff like that. And then I think uh, I think probably, like, our next off day, we'll probably, like, go get on the boat or something like that. So, yeah. So, yeah. That's fire. Well, I don't want to hold you too long. I appreciate you coming <laughs> on. Um, yeah. And I'm I'm glad you're having fun in Orlando, bro. It's yeah. – is it's dope and, and obviously best of luck to you and the uh the Wizards team. I don't since the Knicks aren't there, I don't have a team to root for. So maybe Hey. You can be a Wizards fan. Maybe, maybe temporarily. Temporarily. <laughs> temporarily. <laughs> um but again, I appreciate you coming on. Everybody go follow Troy and myself. What's your Instagram username again? Uh it is Troy Brown Jr. And at Buster on Instagram, and I'm gonna send you yeah. one of the revolution. Troy Brown Jr. rookie cards in great condition. So without any further ado, my friends, see you next time. Peace.